Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello everybody and welcome to the Celtic Now and for our podcast. This is a lockdown quiz night podcast with myself, Ryan Clifford, and once again on the panel is Robert Boyle. Robert, how's things, mate? All good, thanks, Ryan. Well, obviously, Robert, uh, a wee bit of fun tonight, but obviously, big, big game tomorrow against Mullerwell. Um, now three points up for grabs, so again, we'll preview the game tomorrow. Talk about recent events that came today, and then obviously we bit a we bit of fun. Um, we locked down quiz, we bit a Celtic trivia quiz. Um, hopefully we've got um, Sean Fulbin coming on, play some music. Um, if it doesn't get on, as he's working, we'll get some he's recording on. Um, give you some some music for a Friday night. Obviously, Robert, uh, good one against uh, Kelly for the podcast all night. Motherwell tomorrow. Um, again, just need. To, for me, keep a clean sheet, get three points. Your first kind of first impressions of the game tomorrow, Robert? It's going to be a tough test, Ryan. Um, I think they won the other night. I'm, I'm right. I'd have won the last two games, mate. Aye. Um, new manager, probably new style of play. Um, Dave Alexander's come in. Um, as you say, try and hold the momentum, try and get another win and take it from there. Um, some good parts the other night. Um, some good play the other night. It's just whether they go for the same team, depending on what happens with Ayeti. Um, aye, take it on and go for there, mate, and see how we go. I think, obviously, a lot of media outlets and whatever else are saying to Lennon um, about building, and he's saying that it's game by game. And let's be honest, we are, we are kind of building now because... Um, as we've said yesterday, it's no mathematically impossible to win the league, but we all know it's going to be, it's, it's a massive task now, unless Rangers totally slip up, it's going to be very, very hard for us. We know that, so it is kind of building on for next season. Um, I, I agree with you when it comes to, obviously, they've had a new manager, a new setup. I think they've changed the way of playing a wee bit. Um, I don't think there is, there is physical as they were under Stephen Robertson. I think Alexander's brought a bit more attacking wise from to what I've seen anyway. Um, I think in general, I think we just need to get the win. I think we've been through a lot of sticky spells this season. I think when we tend to get a good result, we tend to get a bad result. And I think we just need to, I'm not saying going 1 4 and 5 nothing again, but just win the game. And I think it's not really meant to get the fans on the side, it's just mere to keep us 
maybe interested in a wee because I think a lot of fans are losing interest this season. I, I think it's, as you say, once get four or two backs the way the season's been. Um, as a whole, I think we really need something to push his own a wee bit to maybe give us hope um, just to the end of the season. Um, we don't know what's going to happen with the Scottish Cup. We don't think that's going to go ahead. Even build momentum to try and get on with that. Um, as you say, we've got to try and get some sort of run of games. We've got to give guys game time now who's maybe not been playing and let's see what we've got next season because some of the guys we don't know if they're up to it because they've not played enough. Um, we're probably maybe a new manager in the waiting. He needs to see what these players are all about. Hoping what he's got, what players he's got then to deal with. What he can then say, right, I can pick four or five there that I'd like to keep. The rest I'd need to sell. Um, Big Edwards got a bit of form again, which is good. Um, yeah, he got his goal the other night. Another positive. He got a clean sheet, which is a positive. But knowing Lennon, he'll probably make four changes on Saturday. And that's that. Everything will just go back to square one. But Obviously, uh, you're talking about changes. Um, Brown came in the other night. Will he bring back Sorrow? Or will we, will we do what I think he should be doing? Is doing what we thought the other night. We said the other night, he's just kind of as much as Sorrow's played well, Brown's come in and played well. Do you change your team again? Do you change the consistency of the team after one and four nothing? Probably no. Um, but again, I think. I would just stick with the same team. Brown played well. I don't see why you would take him out. Again, Sorrow has been playing well, so I'm kind of glad I'm more a manager to make the, the choices in the park. I, I, did, I thought he was a bit shocking to drop Sorrow. He did tell us it was fatigue, but the guy that's played 20 games isn't fatigue to me. He didn't look fatigued because against Hamilton, he was man of the match. All right, we get beat after the bum, but I think the team as a, a whole played bad. I wouldn't say it was just Sorrow's fault. Mm-hmm. And he seems to be the guy who's been trying to punish for the result. Um, obviously, Duffy as well. <laughs> Let's be honest, Duffy deserved to be dropped. Um, I'd like to see what young Welsh kept his spot in the team. Um, even Guy McGregor arrest and bring Sorrow in, I don't know. Um, just to freshen up a wee bit, because McGregor's probably played every minute every game so far this season. Um, I we just need to kind of build momentum. As you say, I don't look too far ahead and I don't get too excited. I don't get down half of that. You know, I just take it game by game. and That's obviously how the season's been because if you get a wee bit of gunt, you win a game, the next game seems to be a draw or a defeat. So it really needs to make your running as hard as possible for Rangers to the end of the season. You've got to put some sort of pressure on them because we've not done it all season. Aye, and uh, just a wee quick, uh, a wee quick note, guys. Um, if you want to join in the quizways, um, just get a wee pen of paper ready. Say another 10, 15 minutes, and we'll fire on with the quiz. Um, and get some music on for you as well. Uh, I Robert, obviously, a Yeti's uh, retrospective action that get put up, which we're all laughing about. Um, obviously, Celtic's going to appeal it, and I think quite rightly, though, I'd like to think that it will be took away because let's be honest. I know I said the other night as well that when I played, I was told if you get touched, go down. I was a striker. Our class is do striker play. People might call it cheating, a diver, whatever, but 
I've done it all my days and I get free kicks and penalties. So I think I've got other guys who played football would do the same. And people say he was a dive. I thought if you look at it slowly, you get a slight contact. So for me, simulations, when nobody's near you and you dive. So for me, it's no simulation. So for me, it shouldn't even be brought up in a situation. No, to be honest with you, it's because of what happened at the other game. No, nothing to do with us. Yeah, I, I think it's you know, know what we're going to punish you through them. That was it. That's my whole take on the matter, is because there was contact, might have been only a slight contact, um, but it wasn't as if he completely dived. You know what I mean? He felt contact and went down. Simple as that. And as you say, strikers they do that. As we've seen throughout Europe, and I don't see anybody throughout Europe getting. Getting that sort of treatment, um, is like as you say, the guy get contact, he went in. It wasn't like a blatantly dive like Martial in the Man United game the other day, where the guy pulls at the tackle and he flings himself. And Var still managed to get the guy sent off and gain a penalty. Um, we just need to take it in the chin if it's given as a van. I know we appeal it, we win it, then I that's it. But. To be honest, it wouldn't have made any difference. We'd have still won the game. It wasn't like we threw nothing each and he got that at the last minute to win us the game. Like have happened a lot of times this season. Um, with other teams. Um, some decisions have been stranger than that, let's be honest. Uh I but it's good to see the guy get a goal there, mate. Hopefully it builds his confidence up. Um we'll take it on Saturday and see how we got on against Motherwell. Um, I, I do agree with we've got a live comment from Christopher I do agree with when he says that the SFA can kind of they kind of try and balance things up because let's be honest Morelos should have got sent off they get excited Ayeti ridiculous he's excited and then with the day he gets excited which we all know he was going to get anyway because let's be honest in general some of these decisions shouldn't get excited but the SFA have started this thing now where if they're going to cite one person for one thing then they can follow on. And I think that's a dangerous game to go on because every tackle now is going to be they're going to they're going to be saying get the compliance officer involved. And we know that the compliance officer isn't always somebody who's into football. It's just somebody in a job. So for me, yeah. it's going to be somebody who in general, this isn't just a referees panel, this is in general for me, in any if it's boardroom level, SFA level, it should be there should be guys on the board, Celtic, Rangers, Aberdeen the SFA, the rugby, cricket, whatever level of sport that actually plays the game and knows the game because for me, you get fairer decisions when guys like, say it was me and you, and you should attack and go, do you know what? He's not intended to, to, to hurt the guy, but it's, it's a yellow or a red card. You kind of know more, in my opinion, than it would be somebody just doing their job. Yeah, I agree with you. See, when you... You look at Ayeti's right and he's been cited for that and I thought about a two-match ban. You look back to the game at Ibrox when Morella was running a bit like a stolen motor just attacking everything. And he gets cited for that and they say, no, there wasn't enough evidence or whatever. He's stoning guys' backs. He's banging people in the private parts. He's mm-hmm. running a bit like, as I say, he was running a bit like a stolen motor just doing what he wanted and he seemed to get away with it. And then everybody says there's a vendetta against the guy. Of a debt against the guy because the guy's an absolute animal. Let's be yeah. honest. He's stunning in Portis back the other night. He's he's um Portis spy, sorry. He's just so easily wound up and 
I feel if a player constantly has to get cited and gets red cards, the only way to punish him is to increase the ban every time. Mm. Other than that, then they, I don't feel the guy's learning much. No, just him, like any player. Like, for instance, say Scott Brown, like he's running about hitting people in the face. I'm just going to make this an example. Then, if that's there two or three times a season, I would increase the ban, double it, double it, and double it. Mm. That's the only way these players are going to learn. They would no be running about and doing what they want because it's all right and the game it's missed and then they go and get three points or we go and get three points to say and then it gets banned two games later but that guy's been influential in that game and got them the points that's needed or got us the points that's needed I just feel that side of it they've got to be a bit more stricter because the people at date seem to reaffirm quite often just a wee point on that matter Ryan that's all uh, yeah, I think definitely because see like See me like if I dive in a football game, I get kicked off the park, and I don't think that happens in football these days. I think guys know that if they day a wee fly, dig somebody or the day they a bad tackle, that they're going to get, they're going to probably get sent off. But I think it's maybe, I don't think, see if it was crowds again, I don't think some of the sighting would have been happening because I think the referee would have been more persuaded by crowds. Again, this is just realities I'm trying to get through because they know it's been a weird season, it's been a weird everything. The referees, the games, and obviously there's a, a bigger thing happening in the world. So it's it's very it's kind of hard times for everybody, I suppose, you know. Um, and then obviously Neil Lennon banner the day. I think a lot of people, maybe a few guys are watching the uh, the live and might might not know about it, but there was a Green Brigade statement the day basically and they put a, a banner up at Lennox Town. Um obviously saying Lennon out and a statement saying how we've asked for change and it's not been given. We're going to basically keep keep doing it until we get change. Um, I agree with putting it. I don't know if you agree with Robert. You can can back to me, but and any other guys who are watching the feed, if you agree with or with Robert, but for me, I don't putting it in the training run. I think so. The the guys at the the team are training, and they've got to see that. Do you really want the team to see more negativity? I don't know. It's they're already doing and if they see Barnes against the Mans again they're just going out to do a training session before a game Saturday I can see the pros and cons for me I'd have just kept it at the ground or out in the street or whatever for me the training gun situation it's not for me but for others it might be their their idea um, I don't really think it of it but I'd rather do it at the stadium when there's more there's more I would say there's more focused then maybe because you yeah. get it out in the media more often if you do it outside to make a point but at the training run the press can't really go there so it's only really going to be social media posts the press are going to take off people but it's just my opinion I'd, I'd rather do it in front of the, the stadium it's going to gather if you really want to make a point do it in front of the stadium because it'll gather more, more, more progression but for me um, I'd rather do the change on a, a lesser lesser way but that's just my opinion Robert uh, it's a hard one, isn't it, Ryan? It's no easy to... Mm. I get why they've done it. There's the reasons behind it. I get it's been a lot of frustration. I think Neil Wennon hasn't helped him out. And I think Celtic Board hasn't helped him out. Because they did tell us they were going to review things in the new year. And mm. they've just totally blanked with full support. And I get unlocked down and the frustration. And they've already... I mean, at the end of the day... It's the fans' club. 
There's no Dermot Desmond's club. No Peter Lowell's club. It's no Neil Lennon's club. It's the fans who fight. It's the fans that have been there and the fans that will always be there. So I do get it. Maybe a different way of going about it. But again, the board and Neil Lennon's no help that. And they've already tried to go the nice way about it. So I think the mere frustration, the mere anger is building up in them. As all fans are at the end of the day. Um, let's be honest, they win the all night. Isn't he making life rosy and we're back on track and everything else? We've created a lot of history this season, but it's bad history, mm-hmm. bad results. It's not a history that everybody expected and that the board and Neil Wynn and Tilted were going to have. So I do get them. I know what I go to in it because I'll just sit on the fence on it because uh, there's things I would say aye and there's things I would mm-hmm. say no. Um, I don't want people going, oh, but I, everybody's opinionated, everybody's getting their opinions. So, they know, I agree with it, but maybe not in that way. But again, what you're saying, maybe we're not way just outside the ground and maybe do want to disrupt training because it's no nice for the players, but it's one of the ones we could argue for two years on it. Um, I do hope there is change at the end of the season in the management side, but we'll leave that for another day, mate. I do agree with it's got to go there and he's got to see it, like a few uh, a few guys have mentioned on the, the stream. I do totally agree. The board have got to see everything because at the end of the day, the fans, at the end of the day, cash is king. So if they're not going to pay season books, then Celtic's not going to have any money, the board are not going to have any money and they're not going to have the business that they want. Let's be honest, some guys will maybe agree and disagree. We need to remember that the our football club, yes, and it's it's a sport, it's it's football, it's our Celtic, but the board, it's, it's a business. Celtic's a business. We need to remember that, that we are going to lose players for better money and we are going to lose players for less money. It's just a business, but to, as us as fans, it's a club. And for me, I agree with some of the guys on uh, the live feed and yourselves, Rob, that they've got to... They have seen every banner recently. I've seen it, but I've seen the good banners even recently before the Rangers game. We were getting them the cheers at the hotel. Guys were guys were even breaking the rules to go and see their team. That's how passionate the fans are. But we just we just want to see our team. We want to see them do well. And I think there's ways. I, I I don't think maybe apart from one or two wee things that they're going to happen the last time. I want to say we've done anything ridiculously. Bad compared to what you see in other countries. You see Marseille and Marseille. you see Marseille and Italy and they're throwing flares, they're throwing back fireworks and and then but Celtic fans are getting criticized for it, Rangers fans get criticized for it, but when you go abroad, it's like it's it's, it's normal there. It's because, yeah, because we're not we're not used to seeing our team well, maybe a few other guys who are older than me might have seen Celtic not really doing well and they've never seen the bad times and bad banners. I've not really seen much yet. Through my time, most of my time has been success. So to see Barnes, I'm not, this is all new, man. This is new. But yeah. I do agree with that. I do, I do agree with that. We've all got opinions, and that's why we love football. Because I might say something wrong, people say you're wrong, you're wrong. Robert, you're right. It's just that's why we love football. But I do agree with the banners that the board, Lobel's obviously leaving, and he's leaving different to Mackay, who Mackay's going to, as we spoke about the other night, it's going to be a big, big mess that Celtic's got to take care of. And that's why I think Mackay, I don't know if guys watching in agree that Mackay, for me, he's got to, I don't know how his contact system is with the rugby, but 
I'd like to think he's checking in every so often with us now to see what he's going to come up with at the end of the summer because we're a big job and I think we are the banners. I think I, I think they've got to see they've got to see the banners, but I whether no community training, maybe maybe just leave it there. I don't know, but again, but as I've said, that's for another day. Um and then the last bit about Lennon, obviously he's, he's presser the day. Have you watched it yet? I don't no, watch it. I, I, I should remember. You don't watch the yeah. press conferences. So I basically was saying, like, um, obviously they're going to appeal for uh, appeal for a Yeti's uh, simulation charge. Um, <laughs> but he keeps talking about next season. He keeps talking about the fans. We all know that the fans... We all know that the fans... The fans' pressure at a stadium is always going to affect the players. In our opinion, it's affected us in a better way because when you're nothing each with 10 minutes to go, the fans will come on, let's go. Let's 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 get the ball a bit urgency. And I think I, I do agree with them that they're maybe they are maybe missing that. But McGuinness talking about the fans. <laughs> he's he's lucky the fans aren't in the gun, in my opinion, because I don't think we've been in this situation with the fans. I don't think Lennon would be here. Um I think change would have happened and probably after Ferris Varos because you know about fans are light. Some fans might throw their scarves in the ground. Fans will, mm. fans will no go to the games. Fans will no buy all these extras, your, uh, your chocolates and your Lisbon line stuff. And fans won't buy that. And I had to think if the fans were in, it would have been, it would have been, I think the step would have been steadier. I don't think we'd have, we'd have get beaten the cup. I don't think we're a better manager at the helm beforehand by Christmas. I think we might have been renting one at Ibrox because. We probably should have won in general. Um, but I think that the nay show for the fans is actually keeping him in a job because you know yourself, we've been chatting the, the bit for change and the fans in the ground, I don't think Lenny but anywhere near Celtic Park. No, he wouldn't. Let's be honest. It's like in a saving grace for his job in that matter. Um he's he's been lucky, should we say? Should have been he was lucky to even get the job again, let's be quite honest. Um, but I can't, that's why I can't watch his press conferences right because see all this crap I'm here next season this and that I can't listen to that mate because I can go to the day happy I listen to his press conference that makes me angry mm-hmm. Um, I just I can't listen to it mate that I have to turn the games off before they can go or whatever because it, it, it wasn't acting like a Celtic manager like BBC Scott and they walked away from the guy mm-hmm. And as much as you're no winning, whatever else, you've got you represent the company, you represent people, you've got to be professional in your manner. You can't take stops and walk away and get moods and no answer questions and stuff. I know it's a lot of pressure as a football manager and especially a select manager, but he's getting paid handsomely to deal with that in the right manner. So that's why I just can't listen to him because he's talking as if he's here for the next 10 years. And I can't listen to that, to be quite honest with you. I think the longer. Um, as uh, I think Stevens wrote in, the longer that he's here, I think we agree that the longer he's here, he's kind of, you don't want to get personal against him, you don't want to think about anything that he's done in the past, but it's going to ruin his, he's going to ruin his legacy in a way. Um, I understand that we can't win everything, because football turns, life turns, you can't win everything, we're not going to win trebles, we're not going to win leagues every year, but You've set standards, you've had a, a base to go on and we've no followed it and 
season will continued the good work that was already set. Um, but I just think that the longer he's here, put it this way, you see a lot of ex-players, your Suttons, your Thompsons, and whatever else, they all go to meet, they all go to speakers' news, they all go to that. Do you really think for a few years fans will go to his speakers' news and stuff? I don't think so because they'll be hurt. That's just the way fans are. And I think the longer he's here, the longer fans are going to kind of resent them in a way. And you don't want that to happen, but I just think that's the way life is and that's the way fans are. I agree with you. It's like you don't want to see him turned into like everything he's gave to the club and stuff. You don't want to see it then turn sued and people dislike him. But I think the longer it goes on and the, the more defeats and the more draws and the further we fall behind in the league, then people do start to get angry and start to forget the good times. And that's just, and he needs to learn to sell. Like, I've pulled my horns up, I, which he did say with day, it's no working, I'll walk away, which he hasn't done. He's now then gritted his teeth and been arrogant and just went, no, nah, I'll, I'll turn this around, I'll turn this around. To me, Hedini couldn't turn it around in there. Right, quite honest. So, I, I just, I, I want it. If we lost it this season, I wanted it to be tooth and nail. I wanted to give it. See if we lost it with three points, four points, five points, but we gave everything and we just got unlucky at the end. You go, I pawed the team, that's it. But it's the shambolic way we've done it and everything that's happened. And it just looks like players have kind of gave up a bit and I think that's been to the management and we'll get the best out of players. I think everything is doing to, obviously, complacency for the board and mismanagement, blah, blah, blah. But if you look at it for the start of the season, I don't know if Guys who are listening to live feed and in general, who listens to any podcast, no podcast, that lending a year £15 million in the summer, roughly, which is a lot of money for Celtic, considering what we're going through the new and the world stage. We've got a pandemic going on, we've got people losing jobs, people getting furloughed. So we, we made a profit. So we can criticise the board, but when it comes to the money terms, we are still in profit for a pandemic. We're still in profit for Peter Lobel 17 years here. I think we're like a million pound in profit or something, roughly, give or take for his. So when it comes to the business side, it's all rosy, fantastic. But when that's not in the park, that's not in the park, then the fans aren't happy. We don't care about financial sheets. Some fans might, but I agree that you care about what's on the park. As much as Rangers, you don't want to go the way Rangers went off spending money, spending money of no go, and obviously getting down the drain. You don't want that, but you want the product on the park to be good, and obviously at the board level, you want it to be good as well. But I, I just think that he should, he should be sacked. The board, the board should have sacked him. I don't know what's is it is it the fact that they need to pay him off? See if that is the case. They've just got eleven million pounds for Frampton. Just take money for that and pay him off. Because obviously, what Lenny says that was in the pipeline for six, seven weeks. So they've had six, seven weeks to get to to get a price for Frampton. And then say, right, we'll sell him, we'll give you, if it is your million, two, two million, whatever it is, then see you later. I just think something's got to give. And I don't want it to be the fact that, listen, a few fans might say you're lying, man, but this might be more than 23 points, Robert, the way we are playing. Uh, we've all been playing well. Um, and I can't forbid, I, I can't, if we, it's bad to know, but. I, I, I don't know how we would react. If, I just think there'll be a lot more banners than there is in O and stuff like that if, if that was to go the case. I just think that, but he be on end all for me, 
he should have been sacked after Ferenc Varos. That was a game where he came out and how the players. And I think a lot of guys who are, uh, even, even girls as well that have played football, when you, when you get a bad response by somebody and you don't like it, and it's kind of criticising, targeting you, some, some players are different. If that was me when I played football, I took it to the chin and proved people wrong. Some other guys hide away from it and go up to the board or go to the assistant and listen. I don't like what he's saying. I, I, I don't want him here. I'm not playing for him. That's just the way football works. And I understand that players, players dead down tools these days. Players have got a lot of power these days. Um, it, it happened at Hibs. Supposedly, I don't know. I don't want to... I, I can't quote what happened. Obviously, rumours. Supposedly, players were not happy with Lennon. They went to the board and they left. Is that, is that what we need to do now? But I don't think the board's going to listen because I think the board are set in stone. I just hope there's something big happening that we, we don't know about. If it is how, if it is Benitez, if it's somebody that we don't know, that's in maybe 60, 51, the betting who we don't know, like Brendan Rodgers was. I just think there's something got to give. And listen, I know it's mathematically impossible. It's not impossible in the league because you're still, you're still, get points to play for, but we all know it's going to be very, very hard. And we just hope this guy, Mackay, can come in and, and hopefully sort us out that he's done with rugby, Robert. But the be on end all for me is if Lennon gets sacked in Ferenc Varos, after what he says, we've been, in my opinion, we'd have still been close on the league. We'd have got a transfer window to deal with it. And I think we could have salvaged something that we're not going to get. The perfect time was after Motherwell, Ryan, because we had a two-week international break. It was not done. And I think that's where the board made a boo-boo. Um, we know with all what's went wrong, we're no daft. Supporters, we know exactly which man ran. The fans are the We're gritting our teeth now at the end of the season because I don't see him getting back to anything before the end of the season. As much as that pains me to say that, it now looks set in stone that he's there at the end of the season. Um, I just hope there's miracle work going on behind the scenes that comes all out before the season book renewals come out because the begging letters will be coming out soon. Please renew, and we need these more than ever through coronavirus. and so I knew you that under Dominic McKay and all this, you know what I mean? I had that many letters off him and it's sometimes they day get you with the letters to say we knew, but <laughs> you don't, I always knew anyway, it doesn't make a difference to me. Um, but I know it's the letters sometimes try and sway people away. We need you more than ever, we're going for, we need to rescue the league battle or they're going to hit you with one Um Aye, going to Saturday, mate, and watch it through the cracks of your fingers again and go for there. Because obviously it's just, we can sit here for ages and talk about it because there's a lot to, to kind of go through and you can detail it all out, but I think that, see once the players don't really respect you and don't play for you, we played in teams where you know guys haven't liked the manager, they've actually just liked being in the team and they've liked playing with the guys they play with. But see, when I played football, I, I played for myself and my teammates. Obviously, you do, you do respect for the manager, but you, you don't win for the manager. Obviously, like you you'll play, you might play harder for a guy you respect and gives you G-ups and gives you respect back that you deserve, but you play for yourself. And obviously, see, like we're talking about how guys like Eduardo worth 40 million and Sam is maybe 15 million. Obviously, his uh, option to buy is four and a half million. For me, he's an absolute disgrace because on his day, a, a lot of guys have maybe says to me that, hey, Ryan, you're you're backing up around three, but I think when he's doing the champs, brilliant. And we've got a for the board, it's mismanagement because as much as we don't want to sell our best players, 
Say if Edouard's at his peak and he's worth 40 million, sell him for 40 million. If Nacham's worth 15 at his peak, get 15 million from him. If Christie's at his peak, get 10 because at the end of the day, if we've got money in the bank, we can be placing. But if, if the value goes down, like Edouard might only, due to coronavirus and he's formed it, we might only get 15 from him. Yeah. It's just, that's the way, like Nacham, the option to buy four and a half millions, that's what we basically bought for. So you're making a profit on a guy that should be getting at least five, 10 million from him. I, just I don't think he's improved that great in the time it is. No, I, I think he's I, probably, I, probably one, one in a over six, seven good months in a season. I can't even remember him being absolutely outstanding and getting yeah. awards and stuff. As you say, he's on his day, but when is on his day? That's no enough. That's my... I, 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 Cham's an enigma, you know what I mean? He's a great, technically gifted player, and I've heard all the rumours about how good he is in training and that, but it looks like to me one of the guys you can tell us for five minutes if he's in the right. His shoulders are silk sometimes, he's got his sleeves down at his, at his hands and he's holding his sleeves and sometimes he just as Glenn said, he's meant to have wanted it as healthy for a year, so he said just get rid of him. See that? And I would have to take that because that guy will never, in my opinion, will reach the peak of his career, mm-hmm. which he should have done. He should have owned much bigger and better things, but Maybe the guy might screw him up. He's 24 or something, isn't he? So maybe he'll peak when he's 27 or something. Penny might drop then. But a guy like him, I'd rather have it a cup because he can bring others in when I bit when he's maybe on 12, 15 grand a week. And I see the point why guys like Ryan Christie, it's only 8 grand a week. Mm-hmm. Going, I'm in the team scoring goals and creating chances. I'm taking dogs abuse. And there's a guy sitting there on 12, 15 grand a week. It's not even getting on the team. Why should I be? Why, why should I want to stay here? So, guys like him can create a lot of problems at Celtic. Mm-hmm. You need to remember that. I think Christie's getting eight grand for every shot hits out of the bar. <laughs> but it's not obviously the last week, but we'll talk about Christie. Christie, for me, he's got everything to go higher. I just think he's a better manager. I think, again, managers are better because I think he's... He, he obviously has got a brown shot on him, but I have to say, you know, it's... I've seen a few tweets on transfer deadline. Ah, he's gone to two London clubs, but London Sharks or Harlequins or something, a rugby team. <laughs> Just, yeah. But I do agree with you in our comment for, for Christopher Jackson. He said when obviously McCann came in and his message was Celtic to get the tap and whatever else to the message. It's been lost this season when McCann came in, get us to the tap, be the best team in Scotland, we'll go do this and do that. McCann came in and done what he'd done. Obviously, I was only... I was only a wee nipper at the time. I was only eight, eight, nine old or something at the time, so I can't really remember much of it. But we had a season where everything was built up for us. We had the finances. We've not really changed much for the team. few players here and there, but it's just everything has been went wrong. And we've spoken about it in other podcasts. And I do like Christie, and, and I, I do like Christie, but. I'd rather have Tumble and uh, either Sorrow or even, even Brown in the middle of the park. And, because we need wingers, and I hope Forrest is back soon, because I was one of Forrest's bit of critics. Um, he starts telling me I'm talking rubbish, but for the naked eye, I just thought that it doesn't defend very well. And I think I keep getting back to the way Tierney and Sinclair were. They worked brilliantly. And I think when it comes to the roof, Forrest didn't, it doesn't really help the right back. But going forward, he's brilliant and we've missed that. But I again, my better manager, the way Rogers was, 
he defended better. And I think he came back and he's always underwinning, which I hope when he comes back, he gives us a bit more worth because we're lacking width when you play that diamond, in my opinion. Sometimes, this is the thing at football, you've got to remember, some players are given specific instructions on a football club. Aye, true. And some people, will, like, say, for instance, Lennon might turn around and say to James Boyce, James, don't come tracking back. If we win the ball, I don't want you. And you'll have I'd rather you're 10 yards in the opposition's half. Mm-hmm. And that might be what he says. And then if Forrest doesn't attack him back, you've got fans screaming at the touchline. Let's start with FNF being lazy, we, you know what I mean? And that's what they do. do. Um, but you've got to remember some people, the manager's telling them exactly what to do. Some people like Forrest will be felt just hug that touchline and stay in the other opposition's half. Mm-hmm. And it might look lazy for the sidelines, but you've got to remember it's all about coaches and all. That's what people need to understand a wee bit more about football. You know what I mean? Aye, it's not just about. I think, see, like, I think, see, nowadays, I don't know if people actually know about all this, but a lot of our teams are dealing with data and actually signing players off data and they're looking at sport. Sports scientists have got a lot of data right now. I don't know if it still happens at Celtic, but down south and stuff like that. If a guy plays like 90 minutes, let's see, for two or three days, some sports scientists say, listen to the manager, he can't train because he's not his optimal fitness. Sports scientists and data took a lot of football now. Um, and I just think that that we because as fans we don't know everything that happens behind the scenes at sports scientists and the training grounds so we can all go with a naked eye and we know that players get told certain things and certain duties on the park and if I know doing it we just automatically blame like see the big example for me was under Rodgers with Craig Gordon um, he kept kicking the ball and he kept getting it away but he was doing what he was told by the manager he was doing what he was told to play the ball right that was what he was told to do um, and he's yeah. made, and he's kicking the ball to the park and fans are grunting and oh, he's kicking the ball but he's doing what the manager's told me to play ball for the back and I think that sometimes you need to take that and go right okay he's doing what the manager's asked even though it's it's no coming off it's no right that's what he's been asked to do and I think we've sometimes got to take that as you say in, in, in any consideration uh, of course you have you've got some like Craig Gordon you could always tell Craig, confident, Craig Gordon sorry wasn't it the most comfortable guy with a body speak. Mm-hmm. But Rogers made him do it, and that was it. He had to play that way or he wasn't going to be in Rogers' team. And sometimes he didn't kick the, he didn't kick the ball to the right person or kick the ball at the part people are going to have his head. But as a shortstop, he was good. So you know, I kind of gave... Forget him doing stuff like that sometimes with the body speak because it wasn't his game. And it never had been his game. He was always one just to ping it up the part. And it was a new thing to him. But... You've just got to remember sometimes that players have been given specific instructions. As I say, like Forrest, under Rogers, what he's asked something to deny. But now under Lennon, kind of stays further wide and further up the park. Uh, but I think we're lacking a few winners. I think that's been our biggest downfall this season. Natural winners like we, Forrest, take me one wide and maybe another winner for the other one. So maybe any, I like an old fashioned winner. Somebody gets the ball and gets by somebody, get a wee bit of pace. Gets a down the line, and um, we obviously had that with Kearney and Sinclair, but we'll go that now, and you can clearly see it. Aye, uh, for me, live feed here uh, with John. He says McGregor needs a rest. I can uh, agree with you, uh, John. I think Robert might say the same because he's played a lot of football the last four or five years. And the boy officer Scott Robertson, you mentioned John, he's away back to Doncaster, but I think we've got to hear. 
maybe this is the time now to give other guys games. But obviously, Robert, um, last wee bit, Christopher says, do you think we're going back under the head coach route, like general manager, the way it was with Janssen and stuff like that? I think we've spoken about it, Robert, that for me, football's changing. Um, I think we've got to, we've maybe got to catch up in modern football. Um, if it means our head coach and our director of football who just deal with the football side of it, like we've spoken about with Leipzig and Salzburg and all these German teams, they tend to do that. Um, and let, obviously it's no Lobel, it's Mackay, and if it's Bank here, whoever else, let them deal with the money side and let yeah. the coaching staff and the football, whoever it is, deal with the football side. You don't want it to, obviously you want them still talking together, but keep them separate because I think that there's too much influence and I think it was even the same with Rodgers. Some of these interviews, you could tell like he wasn't happy with a few things. Aye, it's needing a director of football in case you get a good manager in, say, there's a crack job for two years and then we lose him, whereas the director of football is in place all the time. He's got the structure of the club, he knows the club, he's maybe got the youth set up, all kind of like the Barcelona or Ajax way, but under nines right through to the first team, it's a certain way we play, it's a certain tactic we play, it's a certain style of football we play, and that's how you develop players. You can't have the under-18s playing a 4-2-3-1, the under twenty three is playing a four three three and the first team playing a four four di- a four four two with a diamond, it wouldn't work because then these boys come into the team and it's like, Oh, you've been playing defensive midfielder, we're running to play your right hand side of the diamond. You know what I mean? It's it needs structure on that side of things. Um because Lennon's changed his tactics week in, week out this season because he's obviously trying to find a system, but it's no helping the young boys that are coming in. We've got any young boys that are coming in by Walsh, obviously. Um, Walsh, sorry, and the goalkeeper. It's, we need to have a structure in place to develop these young boys and kind of go, maybe have two tactics, say a 4-2-3-1, a 4-3-3, and that's the way the youths and the first team's got to go, and that's mm-hmm. two tactics from top to bottom. That way, if we get injuries and why the young boys are coming through, he knows exactly what he's coming to play in. He's not coming to a different tactic that he's not played before or a different system he's not played before. You've got to have that side. It's got to be productive for the way through. The youth right through to the first team. I agree with you. Um, we've spoken about it in other podcasts we've done so far up to the now that the structure's a big thing for me now. If we had it under Rodgers. Um, he was always got to watch youth games. He was looking at uh, youth players and for me, the structure's got to be set in stone. You like, I think for me, the biggest one in the news, kind of Leipzig, the way Ralph Raniak came in and just totally, he made them one of the best youth, youth setups. They were selling players, buying players, and the structure was all the way through the club. And I think that's where we've got to be. Um, get, get the structure right, the recruitment right, get the board and the, the football side of it in the same level, because I don't know if we're on the same level. Again, we can only speculate as fans, we don't know the engineers. We we can't get a review, never mind we know what behind the scenes. And the review we've done talk about that. When it comes, it comes. Um, but again, I, I agree with you, mate. Um Stephen, is it a frosty jacks? No, Rab, what is it you've got? Uh Mena Brea. Mena Brea. Italiano. <laughs> <laughs> Friday night, brilliant. Uh, obviously, Sean, uh, I know Sean can't make it to the new guys. Um, he might pop on. Um, but obviously, Sean, 
Sean Philbin, um, he's on uh, Spotify and Twitter as Keith Montrell. Some of you might have heard him. Um, he does a lot of kind of him singing with his guitar and obviously sings some songs that maybe some people don't like to hear um, and obviously some Celtic songs. Uh, we'll play some of his recordings. Um, we'll start off with one song, then we'll go into a few quiz questions, back onto some songs, and then we'll go back on to the quiz. This is a song called Give Me Joy in My Heart by Sean Falbin, a.k.a. Keith Montel. Um, as I say, guys, um, after this, we'll give you the link to Sean's uh, music uh, situation. Um, he's got a few albums out as well, so uh, if you want to listen to now while we're watching, um, it's uh, Keith Montrell on Spotify. Um, 
get a wee subscribe and we'll go for there. Hopefully you're listening. Uh, Robert, obviously quiz. Um, start off with your, we'll go for uh, three questions, mate. Um, and we'll fire on for there, mate. Fire away. Hiya. Um, what's the Celtic's highest ever European attendance? So again, what's Celtic's highest ever European attendance? Question two. How, how many goals did Larson score for Celtic in his career? This is the answers. Is it 242, 179, or 202? Again, how many goals did Larson score in his Celtic career? A, 242, B, 179, C, 202. Question three. How many trebles have Celtic won? Question three. How many trebles have Celtic won? Right. Question four. How many goals did Super Duper Gary Hooper score for Celtic? How many goals did Gary Hooper score for Celtic? 82, 110, or 68, 82, 110, or 68. Question five. When does Scottish Sinclair, sorry, take that back, who does Scottish Sinclair sign for before he went to Celtic? Who? I've made an absolute B-A-L-L say that. It's who did we sign Scottish Sinclair from? That's what happens, you're lying, you make mistakes. Who <laughs> did we sign Scottish Sinclair from? And question six. How many appearances did Chris Commons get for Celtic? How many appearances did Chris Commons get for Celtic. So how many there live? I make mistakes, Rob. <laughs> oh, hi. The nervousness kicking in. <laughs> hey guys, while we are uh, getting some of the few questions that we'll give you, we'll put in our song from Sean and then we'll get back onto the quiz. This song is called Follow Me, Follow Me. have their holes and the swallows have their nests the son of man has no place to lay down I do not offer comfort I do not offer wealth but in me can all happiness be found follow me follow me leave your home and family 
fishing nets and boats upon the shore. Leave the seeds that you have sown, leave the crops that you've grown, and the people you have known, follow me. If you follow me, you must leave a ways behind. You must take my cross and follow on my path. You may be far from loved ones, you may be far from home, but my Father will welcome you at last. Follow me, follow me, leave your home and family, leave your fishing nets and boats upon the shore. Leave the seeds that you have sown, leave the crops that you've grown, get a people you have known and follow me. Although I go away, you will never be alone, but a spirit will be there to comfort you. Though all of you may scatter, each follow his own path, so the spirit of love will lead you home. Follow me, follow me, leave your home and family, leave your fishing nets and boats upon the shore. Leave the seeds that you have sown, leave the crops that you've grown, get a people you have known and follow me. Follow me, follow me, leave your home and family, leave your fishing nets and boats upon the shore. Leave the seeds that you have sown, leave the crops that you've grown, get a people you have known and follow me. A brilliant song there by Sean. Right, Robert. Not set of questions, mate. Hi. Uh, who did Celtic sign Arthur Boric from? Again, who did Celtic sign Arthur Boric from? How many goals did George Cadetti score for Celtic? 38, 27 or 34? How many goals did George Cadetti score for Celtic? Was it 38, 27 or 34? Who did Celtic sign Jackie McNamara from? Again, who did Celtic sign Jackie McNamara from? Right, next question. This might be a, a hard one for any youngsters watching. Who was Celtic's first Jamaican player? Again, who was Celtic's first Jamaican player? Next question. Where did we sign... One of the most fastest guys the planet did he I got from. Where did we sign? What club did we sign? Did he I got from? Next question. Who and how much did we sign Chris Sutton from? 
But again, what club did we sign Chris Sutton from and how much was the transfer fee? Right. Well, he's got your answers on that one. We'll get another song from Sean that he's recording for us. And this is called Bind Us Together. Him by Sean. This is guys, these uh, these are all hymns and um, Sean sings with his guitar. Um, brilliant voice, and obviously his, his guitar is a skill that's very, very hard to do. Um, as I said, you'll get his his music on Spotify. Um, we'll tag him on our Twitter page and Facebook. If you want to give him a wee um a wee a wee DM, we'll maybe sort you out with some some music. Um at the end, guys, we will go through the questions again um, in case you have missed any. Um, and we'll hopefully get, get you through them. Uh, Robert, on you go, mate. Fire away again. Hi. Um, how much did Celtic pay Aston Villa for Alan Thompson? Again, how much did Celtic pay Aston Villa for Alan Thompson? Question. Next one, sorry. Who did Celtic sign Virgil van Dijk from? Okay. 
again. Who did Celtic sign Virgil van Dijk for? Next one. How many goals did John Collins score for Celtic? Was it 55, 45 or 40? Again, how many goals did John Collins score for Celtic? Is it 55, 45 or 40? Right, next one. Who is Celtic's longest serving manager? Right, again, who is Celtic's longest serving manager? The next one. Which player has scored Celtic's fastest ever goal? Which Celtic player has scored Celtic's fastest ever goal? And again, who is Celtic's youngest ever player? They play for Celtic. Now again, who is the youngest player to play for Celtic? Now while you configure your answers, we'll get another hand from Sean. This one is called Walk With Me. That cloud my heart and mind, so that 
I shall not fear the steepest mountainside. Walk with me, O oh my Lord, through the darkest night and brightest day. Be at my side, O oh Lord, hold my hand and guide me on my way. Night and brightest day Be at my side, O oh Lord Hold my hand and guide me on my way Ah, oh, brilliant hand there Eh, Robert, I think that's your last three next, that? Yeah Go on, mate, fire away How many times have you been the last 16 of the Champions League. Again, how many times have Celtic reached the last 16 of the Champions League? Next question. How many appearances did Tom McStay make for Celtic? Was it 580, 623 or 678? Then, how many appearances did Paul McStay make for Celtic? Was it 580, 623, or 678? Next question. What's the highest transfer money received for a player, and who was it? Next question. What's the highest transfer money received for a player and who was it? Right, this next one. What is the record points total that we have had in the league? Now again, what is the record league points total we have had in the Scottish Premier League? Next question. How many goals did Stirling Petrov score for Celtic? Now again, how many goals did Stirling Stan the man Petrov score for Celtic? And the last one for me, David Tumble. What was his transfer fee? Now again, David Tumble, what was his transfer fee? We'll go through them all again, um, but last we him for Sean, and we'll let you skip through your, your answers. This one is called Here I Am, Lord. Stars of night. 
of stone, give them hearts for love alone, I will speak my words to them, who shall I send, here I am Lord, is it I Lord, I have heard you calling in the night, I adore, Lord, if you lead me, I will hold your people in my heart. I the Lord will not flame, I will send the poor and lame, I will set a feast for them. My hand will sing. By bread I will provide. Till their hearts be satisfied. I will give my life to them. Who shall I send? Here I am, Lord. Is it I, Lord? I have heard you calling in the night. I will, oh Lord, if you lead me, I will hold your people in my heart. A brilliant song there for, from Sean. Right, Robert, um, I'll get you to go through your questions, then I'll go through mine. Then we'll give the answers, and then we'll get another, another song to see is out from Sean. Well, i just give through them all, right? Aye, mate, fire away. Aye. What's the highest European attendance for Celtic? Again, what was the highest European attendance for Celtic? The answer is 136,505 fans was against Leeds United in the semi-final um, at Hamden. Again, the answer was 136,505 fans at Hamden against Leeds United in the semi-final of the European Cup. How many 
goals did Larson score for Celtic was 242. Again, how many goals did Larson score for Celtic? It was 242. How many trebles have Celtic won? The answer is seven. Again, how many trebles have Celtic won? The answer is seven. How many times has Celtic reached the last 16 of the Champions League? It's three occasions. Again, how many times have Celtic made the last 16 of the Champions League? Three times. Who did Celtic sign Arthur Boric from? It was Legia Warsaw. Again, who did Celtic sign Arthur Boric from? It was Legia Warsaw. How many goals did George Cadetti score for Celtic? The answer is 38. How many goals did George Cadetti score for Celtic? The answer is 38. Who did Celtic sign Jackie McNamara from? The answer is from Fairman. Again, how many? Who did Celtic sign Jackie McNamara from? The answer is from Fairman. Next one. How, many, how much did Celtic pay Aston Villa for Alan Thompson? It's 2.75 million. Again, how much did Celtic pay Aston Villa for Alan Thompson? It's 2.75 million. Who did Celtic sign Virgil van Dijk from? The answer is Groenden in Holland. Again, who did Celtic sign Virgil van Dijk from? Groenden in Holland. Next one. How many goals did John Collins score for Celtic? The answer is 55. Again, how many goals did John Collins score for Celtic? The answer is 55. How many appearances did Paul McStay make for Celtic? The answer is 678. Again, how many appearances did Paul McStay make for Celtic? The answer is 678. And last question, what was the highest transfer money received for a player and who was it? It was Kieran Tierney, 26 million to Arsenal. Again, what was the highest transfer money received for a player and who was it? 26 million for Kieran Tierney to Arsenal. That's me, Ryan. Right. How many goals did Super Duper Gary Hooper score for the Celtic? How many goals did Gary Hooper score for Celtic? The answer was 82. He was my idol Celtic, so had to get that question in for Super Hooper. Um, next question. Where did we sign Scott Sinclair from? Where did we sign Scott Sinclair from? And the answer was Aston Villa. And I think I was 25 million for Tierney. Would you say, Robert? 25, 26, this is. Aye, my million now. All right. <laughs> Aye, 25. We'll just say it was an extra million pound added on. Um, I think the Barcelona finished like they, go, they won the cup. I think it was the yeah. FA Cup they won. Celtic get an extra million. So. Is it? All right. We'll see that one. If they go fourth in the league, in the Champions League places, there was extra money involved and all that. So, Hugh, come back to me when you know your facts. <laughs> every, day's a, every day's a school day, yeah? 
<laughs> um, next question. How, in fact, I'm going to ask you, it should be more than 26, it's been double that. Uh, the, first, uh, the next question is, how many appearances did Chris Commons have for Celtic? How many appearances did Chris Commons have for Celtic? It was 227. I thought it would be that, to be fair, that was a lot of appearances for Chris. Um, in fact, I think I missed out a question, actually, so I did. Question four, I missed it out. I'll see it here. <laughs> it's a bit of a mess. Want me, want me put it in? You drink tonight, guy? No, I'm on black You drink tonight, is it me? I'm on black coffee, <laughs> mate. I'm after that. I'm after that, just. Um, I think it's an Irish coffee. I wish it was. Uh, right, I'll leave the question for because some of you might not know what I know. Um, question, the next one is obviously it was uh, Celtic's first team making player. Who was Celtic's first team making player? I think somebody wrote it in the comments. Yes, it was Gil Heron. It was Gil Heron. I think it was in the 1950s or so, well before my time. Um, number six, from my questions anyway, number five, I missed out one. Where did we sign Diddy Agat from? Where did we sign one of the fastest guys I've ever seen in the planet? Diddy Agat from? I think somebody said in the comments, yes, it was Hibs. And I think it Robert was about 300 grand or something on it. Very, very cheap. 50 grand. 50? There you go. I'm 50 grand. Well, I don't know what I pulled for you. I don't know what I pulled for you. I'm not grand for you. 50 grand for Roadrunner. <laughs> I was Commons at 300 grand, wasn't it? For Derby. Commons was 300 grand for Derby and he scored after like... Aye. 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 I know. Free kick, remember he came on? Had a free kick. That's one of the questions, man. Oh, is it? Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. Sorry. Uh, I hope nobody heard that there. Brilliant. Um, and then, what did I say? I was a. Uh, well, next question. <laughs> where did we sign the big man Chris Sutton from and his transfer fee? Where did we sign Chris Sutton from and his transfer fee? We all know it was Chelsea and it was £6 million. Pounds. And at that time, a lot of money. And I think that's me, Robert. No, it's not what you're doing more, aren't you? Um, next one. The longest serving manager at Celtic. Stephen Laughlin, man. No one done me. So it happens you're alive, man. You can't, you can't do anything about it. Uh, longest serving manager at the club. See again. Longest serving manager at Celtic. That was William Ailey of 43 years. Very long time. You don't really get that in. And the closest to that was Alex Selkson, man, Robert. It's a long, long time at a club. Three years, I think, at Man U, wasn't it? A long time, man. Uh, next one. I know. Uh, Celtics have our fastest goal. If you didn't hear what Robert says, um, who is who scored Celtics' fastest ever goal? It was Chris Commons. It was 12 seconds, point two against Aberdeen. At Saint, I think it was a cup final or semi final, wasn't it? At Hamden, his debut, wasn't it? I was thinking his debut when he came on after the bench up. I've been this goal with the member, his first touch of the ball. Aye, but it says, I'm just going by Wikipedia, and he says it was, it might have been his debut. Aberdeen, wasn't it? Aberdeen, aye, aye, we won the ball. It must have been 12 seconds for he came on then. That's maybe what they've said it for. Again, I'm only going Wikipedia, so I don't know how to know. Um, number 10, 
Who was Celtic's youngest ever player? Who was Celtic's youngest ever player to play? Um, if you're talking friendlies, it was Islam Farouz. He was only 14, so it, it wasn't competitive football. But according to the old Wikipedia and the old internet, it was, I think I knew it myself, it was Jack Atkinson. He was 16 year of, years of age and 71 days. I think they barely 16 as well, but I think he's a bit older. And the last one, the record league points total that we had at the club, Celtic in the league. The record league points in the SPL, it was either 97, 102 or 106. And it was 106 league points. Obviously, it was under Rogers where we've done, we done everything that we could domestically. Um, obviously, uh, guys, if you've got some, if you've got any right, if he's even fire, fired your photos into either me, Robert, or the page, and we'll try and see who's the winner. Um, if he's what a prize, we'll try and use a prize. If no, it's just a bit of fun. Um, we've got one more, one more wee song. Um, I think I'll maybe even do a wee, a wee Celtic one um, from, I'll have a wee look. I'll get a wee Celtic song. No, I must stick with hymns because I think people are enjoying hymns. Uh, this one is called Oh God Reigns. Thank you. 
As I said, guys, hope you enjoyed the wee quiz and obviously a wee bit of music, some hymns taken. Obviously, it's I've not got a lot to do at the moment. Um, so again, hope, hopefully, we'll be doing lives on a future basis, um, podcasts, and we'll do wee things like this. Um, and obviously, I've time off to obviously entertain you. Um, again, there's plenty to come from us. Um, obviously, once lockdown's over, we'll be able to do a lot more. Um, but We'll continue to obviously give you some a wee bit of banter, a wee bit of smile. Obviously, we're going through a hard time as a, a country and a world now. Um, and if me and Robert can give you a half an hour, ten minutes of laughter, then I mean, Robert, it's just good to kind of for ourselves, keep ourselves busy, and obviously talk about the club we love, Celtic. Hi, Ryan. Of course, um, quite enjoying it to be honest. In lockdown, we started this not long ago, and we're starting to enjoy it, and we just like. To hear people's feedback on it and what people think. Um, we'll just try to grow it and we'll just be in general Celtic supporters talking what everybody else talks. Try to give your views on things, whether you agree in it, whether you don't, that's up to people. Um, we're just glad that people tune in and we can hope we can give them a laugh and some of your knowledge where we think this knowledge when Celtic. Um, just uh, appreciate you listening in, people, and just hopefully we can get back to being the old running ways of Celtic. 
I I think it's just it's very hard at the moment. Obviously, it's not a lot of stuff to do. And I, me myself, I go on Facebook and Twitter, and you see people doing lives, and it's good to watch. So if we can bring anything, um, then I'll be happy because obviously when lockdown's finished, guys, we've got a lot planned. Um, we're going to, I'm not going to tell you what we're going to do, but we've got a lot of stuff planned, and I think it's going to. It'll be, it'll be a lot for you to enjoy. Uh, me and Robert and uh, the guy behind, obviously, the website, we've got a lot of a lot of plans on what to do. Um, if it keeps us if it keeps us rolling and brilliant, obviously, if our knowledge, if you agree with it, if you don't agree with it, um, I don't know. I like to think I talk a wee bit of sense through, obviously, um, uh, playing football and obviously watching Celtic. Robert, I think different with day on this is just, it's just, we're just fans, seeing our view. We don't really know much about. Obviously, what goes behind the doors. We don't know much about sources. We just talk what we believe, and we're getting guys like Claire and Jerry on our night. We've got other guys coming on. I think, but it's just good to have fans speaking their opinions. Yeah, definitely. We'll try to grow it um, as a bigger podcast. We've got a YouTube channel, so we'll just try to give you our views, Ryan, and speak as normal supporters. But probably guys speak about every Saturday after a game in a pub. So a bit of opinion, so a bit of views. Some are right, some are wrong. We don't know. Um, we all just want to talk about what we do is we love the club and where we think's gone wrong, where we think's gone right, and what we think we could do to change it and what we think we could do to make it better as a fan base. So that's just their views and just hope people enjoy it and. I'd like to hear people's opinions. More than happy to let us hear your opinions on the page or privately, then be happy to hear. And obviously, as Robert says, we've got a YouTube channel, uh, Celtic Now Forever. We'd like you, if possible, um, if you like what, what you've seen so far, what you've seen the page, and obviously the podcast we've got on Spotify and obviously Apple Podcasts. Um, he's a wee subscriber, a wee like. Um, you give some, um, uh, some interaction so we know if. For doing anything right. Um, obviously, uh, Spotify, it's uh, down forever. It's on Spotify as well. Um, I'll put it on the Facebook. Um, one of the guys has put it on the live feed, the YouTube um, the link. We'll get Keith, uh, Keith well, Sean, Sean Fulwin. Um, we'll get his details for you on the Twitter and the Facebook. And we'll hopefully, you can listen to Sean more often because um, he's a brilliant singer, drunk guitarist, and he does a lot of hard work. Um, Robert, I'll be on tonight. Hopefully we'll get three points tomorrow. Um, I've, I've enjoyed your time, mate. Good laugh, considering that we've, we've made a few few silly things with regarding the me missing questions, but it's live, so it's always good that we can match the one. Um, but again, Robert, hopefully we'll get three points tomorrow, and then we'll review the game. We might do a live after on Saturday. We'll see. If no, we'll, we'll do it again during the week, and we'll like, you can, uh, get your thoughts, and then we'll do it again. Robert, have a good night, mate. Keep safe. And as usual, mate, I'll see you again. Cheers, Ryan. Thanks. Bye. And thanks for listening, guys. And hail, hail. See you later. Cheerio. Good night. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry shampoo, Chantilly cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We can't deny the need to fly. 